Music Raygun. I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a musical artist, concept, or topic. Then we watch a bunch of YouTube videos about that topic. And if you, the listener, go to musicraygun.com slash playlists, you'll find a playlist of the videos so you can see what we're talking about. Yes. And not only can you, but you should. You, should, you, you will. I'm not going to say you must. I'm going to say you must. Okay, well... You're I'm, a fascist. Yeah, I am a fascist. <laughs> it's well known that I, I support all fascists. What happened to we're not going to tell you how to live your life and all uh, that? Things thing. have changed since then. I've gotten, okay. you know, yeah. going through some rough times. Yeah, all right. And uh, fuck everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a new theme song. It's a great new theme song. Yeah, we've actually had it for the listener. They've been enjoying it for a couple episodes at this point, but because we record episodes ahead of time. Yes. This is the first chance I have to make mention of it. Yes. So my friend Josh McDonald, who's an old improv buddy of mine here in L.A. Oh, okay. Uh, he doesn't live here anymore, but uh, he's a musician. So I asked him to do a little jingle for us, and he did, and it's... It's great. It's great. It, it fits us perfectly. It is perfect. Yes. Uh, also, we are now on Stitcher. Yay! Which, for Android users, is the most popular podcast app. So it's a pretty big deal to that's, be on that one. That's a good thing. I don't know many Android users, but thank you for I'm listening. an Android user. Are you really? I oh, am. I should have noticed. It's right there. Uh, I have a friend who's an Android user, and he likes it because he says he can break the system and control it better. Okay. Yeah. That's basically – I don't mess around with it, but yeah. yeah. So we're now on iTunes – or Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called now. Yeah. Stitcher, Overcast, uh, uh, Pocket Casts. We're still in the process of getting into TuneIn, which will allow people to use their Amazon Echoes. Oh. That feature isn't available yet, but it will be it's soon. Gonna We're, our shit's blowing up, Paul. Yeah. We're huge. I mean, it doesn't, you know, you just have to submit the stuff. It's not like there's an approval process. Let me, like, live the fantasy. The fantasy that someone who works for each of these apps, like, listens to every podcast that applies. Yep. It's like getting into college or getting a job. Exactly. And they're like, we need fucking music. We've selected you. Right now. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to live in that fantasy. Uh, A couple of, um, not corrections, Mm. but omissions. Omissions, okay. Uh, uh, again, we're staggered here. I have some things from the Hometowns episode. Okay. Which is two episodes ago. Yes. But it's the most recent episode while we record this. Yes. It's sort of like that Mr. Show sketch with the pre-taped call-in show. I remember that one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, we're going to address some omissions from two episodes ago. We talked about John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Yes. And we asked the question, where did they get that dumb name? Yes. And sort of snipedly were like, it's probably some dumb sexual in-joke yep, that they we, were making. Yep, we snarked it. There is an answer. Okay. First of all, they started out as just Beaver Brown. That was the name of the band. That's a little... Before a little it bit. became John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown. Okay. And they were just called Beaver Brown. And the name comes from when they were practicing in John Cafferty's garage or whatever, when they were a new band, there was a can of paint. And it was the it was the shade of paint, be, Beaver Brown. See, now I like that. Yeah, and that's a much better that's a much better narrative. Yeah. yeah. So, a little bit of tidbit like that on the Cleveland tip when we were talking about Light of Day. Yeah. We asked, like, what was the name of the band in the movie? I could not remember. And neither of us knew. Yeah. And I sort of sarcastically said, oh, they're probably called, like, the Barflies yeah. or something like that. It's pretty fucking close. <laughs> the Barbusters. Oh, yes, they were called the Barbusters. <laughs> Fuck, you were so close. I remember distinctly mm. they're called the Barbusters, which is really, like, 
hitting a little hard mm-hmm. on the head with Cleveland. Like, yeah. we're a bar band at Cleveland. We're called the bar. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah. But, you know, it fits the... Tonally, it's correct. Yeah, tonally, yeah. it's correct. So that's it. No All corrections. Right. I'm sure that we said a lot of wrong things. I'm but sure that we were 100% right on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now that that's aside, Kirk, why are we here? We are here today to talk about hip-hop from a very specific era. Yes. 1988. 1989. Yeah. Very, very specific. It's very specific, but it's very fruitful. Like, even picking the videos, there were so many that, like, we could do parts two and three of just hip-hop 1988 and 1989. Because of my age, this was, I was right in the sweet spot. I was 18 when all this came out, and I absorbed all of it. To me, this is the greatest years of hip hop. Eighty-eight to like ninety-three for me are the sweet spots, but eighty-eight and eighty-nine in that in that era, yeah, it's just it is weirdly specific. I look, I didn't, I was barely aware of hip hop at this point in my life. Uh, We were not allowed to watch MTV, my brother and I, when we were little kids. I didn't really like a lot of kids my age. Hip hop didn't become a part of my life until like MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice, yeah. which was a year or two later. Yeah. So this is all stuff that I discovered later, but I still get a sense of it of these two years kind of bridging old school hip hop yes. to the golden age where it becomes like gangster rap. Yeah. In the early nineties. Yeah. This and was, this has like some new Jack Swing in yes. it and yeah. that type of thing. But it was it was all. It was amazing because it went from, you know, like those really early pioneers and then like Grandmaster Flash and then Run DMC and then Ella and then Houdini and LL Cool J and then a little bit of the Beastie Boys. And then like 88, 89 broke out and then it just became almost like popular music. There are so many bands or so many rap groups and so many different styles. Yeah. Like before, like, because I was like by 92, 93 when... uh, Gangster rap was just huge. Everyone's like, well, we're going to do gangster rap. Gangster rap. Right, where it's G-funk and it's yes. all like funks uh, and soul samples. Every, yeah, and, yeah, everyone was doing that. But before that, there were so many different types of styles. Yeah, this, like, in the mid-80s, you get that Def Jam sound yes. where it's really spare, yeah. drum-heavy samples. Big, and, like that heavy hard drum. rapping, like yeah. LL Cool J and Run DMC. Yeah. Here we're going to get a different, slightly different variety of sounds that definitely build off that Def Jam yes. sound. Yes, yeah. Uh, but let's just jump right into let's it. The first it. video is one that I picked, and it's not a song. It's an interview with Biz Marquis. Biz Marquis, the greatest. So it's just Biz Marquis popping off, explaining beatboxing and doing a couple of verses from some of his songs. Okay. And uh, it's it's just pretty fun, and I think it's a good intro because Biz Marquis is oh he's so he's good. the clown prince he's of him. So everyone loves Biz. There's no one. Who well, I think there are people who. All they know is just a friend. Yeah. And they think that Biz Marquis is like some idiot, like novelty yeah, rapper. And they don't close. get how awesome he yeah. is. Yeah. Nobody um, beats the Biz. I, that's my favorite Biz Marquis <laughs> rapper. So. Nobody beats the Biz. Um, YouTube.com slash Tim Westwood TV. Tim, Tim Westwood is, uh, he's the one who's interviewing. This is a clip from 1988. Tim Westwood is like a UK hip hop guy who's been around for Oh, okay. So he's got a YouTube channel where he has like all old archived interview clips and stuff. Cool. Uh, but he's he's really corny, but in an endearing way. Biz Markey, welcome to the Inside Rap Show. Biz, how did you get your name, brother? Well, I used to be busy getting in trouble, and my name is Markey anyway, so I put them both together. 
Tell me how you'll start off with this from the fat boys and say Dougie Fresh. Well, Doug, <laughs> I love that question. That's such a 1988 question. Well, it's a legit question it because a legit those question. are the three acts that were known for their beatbox. Yeah, exactly. Beatbox. Yeah. I mean, Dougie Fresh is the Dougie Fresh is the greatest. And still beatbox. the greatest beatboxer. I love Dougie Fresh. And the fat boys are fun. Fat boys could beat that dude to beatbox. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah. They rap stupid stuff, but they were legit. Like, they could rap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like more of a precise beatbox, like a more of an instrument. Yeah. Fat boys, you know, they're good, but I guess they just do, you know, what they're going to do. <laughs> Shade. Yeah. <laughs> Delicately put, though. Yeah, yeah. Didn't crap on them. Right. Delicately put. Sure, Simon. My name is Biz Marquis, the human ongest. I mean... He's got that long thing going and then he's beating. It's amazing. Show me how that differs from Dougie Fresh and the Fat Boys. What's their style? Well, well, Doug, Doug Fresh style is like. Oh, Fat Boys like. I mean, they're, yeah. he's doing them perfectly. Yeah. My style is like more. I got like more different kind of variety. One of your best and biggest records on the street is The Vapors. Tell us the story oh, behind The Vapors. is a great Vapor, song. Yeah, too. he's going to do a chunk of it. Vapors is great. The other thing I want to point out is we've mentioned Yo Gabba Gabba yes. a few times on the show, the, the children's show. Yes. And he had a segment on that show yep. where he teaches like little kids how to rap, uh, how to beatbox. Yep. Where he'd do a little – what was it called? It was called like – I can't remember because my kids, my kids yeah. are a bit older now. But Look up on YouTube yeah. like Bismarcky Yo Gabba Gabba. And yeah. He does these really weird and adorable beatboxing lessons for kids. I would watch it with my kids when they were like five and three and yeah. I would get so excited. It was great. <laughs> so this is going to be a chunk of the vapors now. Acapella. Oh, check this so, out. No Here's how it go. Westwood TV and even the press. So what's the meaning of V-A-P-O-R-S? Yeah. The meaning of this word without no doubt means nobody want to be that when you're down and out. Now when you got a house and then you got I love money. that he's got the beat with his Everybody hands. Yeah, you can't see it, but you can be with him. Just like New York got a lot of skyscrapers. Yo, this is the meaning of the vapors. Safe bro. How true is that? <laughs> okay. That was very awkward. Okay. There was a very awkward very moment awkward. where he it, it's that terrible like thing where you go to high five someone yeah. and, and then you go for a handshake and, and and then you miss. And then he like patted his chest a bit. And yeah, yeah. Actually it gave my hand it gave me a little clam hand. I want to watch it again because it, it's just so it's very uncomfortable. awkward. <laughs> yeah. Like they both were like, ah, oh, this is awkward. And and it's I mean the whole interview, he's like What's your style like, man? And he's like crossing his arms, like yeah. doing that, like fresh. Like, like that he's trying. He's doing a b boy stance. This like English white boy is trying so hard to be like a b boy. Yeah, and it's kind of cute, but it's oh man, it's awkward. He's like, I'm cool too. Yeah. <laughs> this is the meaning of the famous. Safe bro. How true is that? <laughs> <laughs> he grabs his hand, and oh god. Every 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 episode that I talked about is true. You know, like Swan tried to talk to this girl, but she wanted to talk to drug dealers and stuff. And then, you know, Kane, people didn't like him around this way, but now they like him. And, you know, Vaughn um, Cool V, he tried to get this job in this store. And, you know, all my, you know, <laughs> was like, what are you talking about? He really is like, what's going on? And, but then I just sat down and wrote stuff <laughs> to myself. And it's like a more, more of a revenge thing, you know, like. 
Putting it back in your face. Fizz, tell us the story behind Picking Boogers, which was a big screw for you. Picking Boogers. Well, I forgot about Picking Boogers. boogers. I forgot all about Picking Boogers. Yeah, it's a good one, though. Yes. I. It's not as a big hit as, like, The Vapors or Just a Friend, but, it, yeah. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's one of his greatest hits. Yeah, yeah, you put it, it's on his greatest hits, yeah. No, that came from my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the incidents really happened. You know, when I was in school or when I was on a train with the girl. You know, so I was... <laughs> With a girl, so you were picking boogers when you were with a girl biz? <laughs> hey man, nobody <laughs> beats the biz. I wanted to put it away where it wasn't nasty, but it was still funny and what a deaf, you know, deaf beat. Can you get some of that right now? Yeah. <clears throat> now let me take a trip down memory lane back in public school with my partner Kane when I was class five. I just love how the first guy's like nodding. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I get you. Bookers at each other. Never do we work as we were supposed, cause we were too busy digging up our nose. You know? <laughs> what was the direction to the radio stations in New York? Did they play them? Nah, they only the like the midnight shows, you know, like the night shows. They didn't play because they said it was you know Oh, it's about, about boogers. Yeah. Yeah. At dinner table and you know. And tell me about your business <laughs> dance, because that was one of the big things of the tour. Where did that come about? Oh, see, I was, ever since like five or six years old, I always did the biz dance, you know what I mean? Sure. So, you know, you gotta go like this. Oh, yeah, you the big dance. Your legs up, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, Westwood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was just fun. No, that's how you, you, you open with this. Yeah. yeah. He mentions Kane a few times. Of course, he's talking about Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, they were very close. Who they were close and they wrote together, which yeah. is unlikely because you've got like the silliest dude in hip hop with like the coolest, coolest dude in hip hop. One of my favorites of all time. And we are absolutely going to yes. visit Big Daddy Kane later in the show. Very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. The next video was your pick. Yes. So this is Salt and Pepper. Shake your thing. A, a hit, but not one of their more well-known. No, this was off of their second album called uh, Assault with a Deadly Pepper. Okay, this is a great fucking title. I, I mean, I love Salt and Pepper. Uh, they're great. This was before they broke real big with the Invoke stuff and Shoop and all that. Right, with the very necessary album yeah, in '93. Yeah, but I mean, they had. This is post. Push It. Yes. Push It was their first single. Yeah. This was their uh, second single, uh, first single off their second album. Mm -hmm. They also had Get Up, which is another good song. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, I wanted to put Salt Pepper in just to get early female rappers in there because they're the greatest. Yeah. And this this song is interesting because of who the feature is on it. Though. EU, Experience Unlimited. Yeah. The Go Go the, Band. The Go Go Band from DC. Yes. People probably know their song, The Bud. The Bud from which, uh, Spike School Days. School Days. Yeah, yes. which is a favorite of mine. Oh, yeah. Doing The Bud. We used to dance to this and to The Bud yeah. in college constantly. Freshman year in college, all we did was always. People would go to the dance floor on both of those songs. Yeah. So it's it's interesting because Salt and Pepper is so New York. But this is a go-go song. Like yeah. It has that go-go beat. Yeah. So it almost sounds more like an EU song. It does, yeah. They even like uh, reference it. They say this is a go-go beat in yeah. the song, which yeah. is great. And the video is kind of fun. Um, and there's some good cameos before they were famous people. Yeah, let's get into it. Because I never saw this video before you uh, shared it. No. Yeah, this is a, this was a staple on early Young TV raps. Yeah. They played it a lot. There's a little bit of an intro. Cops are coming to raid. Um Salt and pepper, because they did something bad. <laughs> yeah, they were always a little nasty. Yeah. 
and the people who are playing the police, the main guy is Herbie Lovebuck, who's their producer. And you'll see with Herbie very shortly. So they get arrested, they're going into the cop cars. There's, I think, I can't remember his name. Um, something, something bear. bear. I, I, yeah. I think it's not Huggy Sugar bear. bear. Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. That's right. Sugar Bear. I think it was Sugar Bear. He's, uh, he's got that great, like, funk singer voice. Yes, he's got that yow, yeah, which I love. Okay, so in the background of this video, uh, scene yeah. where they're being interrogated is Kid Play. Oh, okay. Very young kid and play before yeah. their first album dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were produced by Herbie Lovebug, so they were kind of part of that Salt and Pepper family. And you'll see them do the kid and play in the video. The dance. The dance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's always very like, oh, look, it's kid and play before they were something. Mm-hmm. Pre house party. Pre house party. Yep. Pre rolling the kid and play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love this song. Gotta, I love, I mean, the fashion. Ripped jeans. High-waisted, stonewashed, ripped jeans with white T-shirts tucked in. Yeah. Is a very of its time. Oh, yeah. It's love. very late 80s. We are cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. loved it. It's funny. I hear this song, and every time I hear this song, I feel like I'm drunk because that's how I remember the song. <laughs> like, I just remember being you drunk. You never heard it unless you were drunk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like <laughs> I, I just associated being drunk dancing on the dance floor. Just yeah. being hot and sweaty at a, at a party just <laughs> gross <laughs> dumb young. The type of thing you're willing to tolerate when you're in Yeah. You don't care. You smell bad. It doesn't matter. You're all just a mess. Oh, uh, they're so cool. I, Peppa yeah. is still hot. Yeah. They're all so good. Cinderella is fine. And now they're going to go. Peppa in particular had like the most attitude. Oh, yeah. She didn't give a fuck. Uh, and I love how they dance. Yeah. I love the EU because they had the but they have one more song yeah. after this like a couple years later and then I never I don't think they ever charted again but it's a great collaboration I assume they still like perform I feel like they do yeah. I feel like they're like still because they were such a big DC band so you don't know this song at all there's the I kid play. heard it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're even kind of... Yeah. I'm, I feel like I've heard it. I mean, obviously, I know the hook is... Uh, yeah. Is... Guys and guys. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like I know this vaguely. Okay. I definitely never saw the video before. Okay. So very necessary was your introduction to... I mean, Push It, I'm sure I heard oh, yeah. the video, but, like but I was like 10 or 11 when yeah. Very Necessary came out, and that was huge. It was so big. Yeah. I mean, it was so big. Uh, shoot, and like, what, what a man. man. And then my favorite, uh, None of Your Business. None of Your Business is great. Yeah. None of Your Business is great. But that was sort of like, uh, you know, they had revamped their look. Yeah, they were like classy. It was like a reboot for some Yeah, time. it was a big reboot. They are a little more glamorous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it worked. There is but it's also after. This is before. Uh, let's talk about sex. Yes. Much. Yes. And and very necessary is after. Let's talk. About yes. Sex. That was. Yes. Uh, let's talk about sex. Was uh, black magic. That's, that's the album. name of the album. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about sex. Is a great song too. 
Oh yeah, that's a yeah. It's also like, I mean, there were some, there were a few rap, female rappers before Salt and Pepper, like Roxanne Shante and a couple of them. They, they were huge. They were like the original female yeah. rap stars. And they, everyone loved them. Everyone. Is this video shot in DC? It looks like it could be. It feels like it. So maybe it were. I'm not sure if they're in DC. I, I don't know where they came out. Some have, I think, a Brooklyn. Yeah. So they didn't but come because out of they're with EU and this is such a go-go song. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like they made the video in DC. That would be cool. But I don't know DC well enough to recognize that. Yeah, I mean, Oh, the biker short fashion man. Biker short luck is great. I love those guys in that. It's a great like classic hook for sugar. Oh yeah, and he's perfectly tailored to sing that song. His signature. Wow. Yeah. Which is great. It sounds like Brick House, but but it makes it work. Yeah. And and they they're innocent. I'm still not sure why they got arrested. Kid and play are not happy. He's not happy. Play throughout his lollipop. <laughs> Salt and pepper saved the day. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot of well-known artists on this list. Not always their most popular songs, mm-hmm. like. I just I don't want to just have every yeah. episode be a bunch of greatest hits. Yeah. But this next one I chose, which is a total greatest hit. Oh, yes. Like all-time hip-hop classic. This song is unbelievable. Yeah. This is Slick Rick, who yes. is in my top five, possibly top three favorite MCs ever. He is great. And Children's Story is his big... I mean, you've got... Um, uh, when he was with Dougie Fresh, he's got the, the show. Fresh, they've got the show. Lottie Dottie. Lottie Dottie. He also had a song after, I think, after Jim's story called uh, "I Shouldn't Have Done It." Yeah, which talks about this murder that happened that he was accused of. Yeah, uh, but Children's Stories. Children's Stories is great. Like Lottie Dottie, arguably, is a bigger hip hop classic. Yeah, but that's technically him with Dougie Fresh. It's not a solo thing. It's the yeah. Get Fresh crew. Yeah. So children's stories about that. Also, Lottie Dottie doesn't have like a video to go with it. No, so I, chose to, I probably would have tried. Lottie Dottie is one of the few raps that I know every word to. Yeah, and can you know? Do you know the the Snoop Dogg Lottie Dottie? Sure, that's sure. a great tale. Um, but yeah, they weren't. Yeah, because they really didn't do videos then. Because the, by the time the like Lottie Dottie and the show, those are so early. Videos really weren't a thing. Yeah, those are 84, 85, I think. And yeah. children's story is eighty eight. Yes. So uh, nobody had like Slick Rick has such a unique flow yeah. and tone and that eye patch that he wears, oh, which is yeah. not an affectation. He's no. actually missing an it's eye. It's really true. Yeah. true. Yeah. Yes. Um, but he's just one of the coolest dudes. This is this is one of Anne's favorite rap songs. Yeah, it's one of mine too. Yeah. She's going to be so excited to hear this. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the thing is too, it's a great rap with a great beat and it's a good story. Like yeah. there's a story. There's a beginning, middle, and end to this whole thing. And then he just kicks in right here. It's great. Yeah. Just that voice is so His unique. voice is great. Yeah, the beat is perfect. Yeah. And it's great too because the video is wacky. It's, yeah, it's like a Keystone Cop yes. kind of thing. But, but the story is 
awful. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's a bad story. Yeah, um, there was that. This is also like one of the most sampled yes. raps oh by other rappers. Yeah, like there's little pieces of it that get used. Like the the bars that we just passed. I think are like Montel Jordan. Yes, this is how we do it. Repeats them, and this is how yes. we do it. So I want to back it up and hear yeah. it again. That yeah. I mean, Montel basically hits the whole song and speeds it up. Yeah, this part. Yeah. Yeah, and a brother. We all know the That's what's great too, because you can understand his rap and he just flows. So you're like, I can follow it. I can sing the song. Yeah. The song is so good. And it is an early example of like really early hip hop is pretty much just like braggadocio. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is an early example of a rap actually telling a story. Yeah, exactly. Which is so great. You know, I mean, like it's in the vein of you know uh, the message, which is a little more political, but the message has stories in it. Yeah, this is like a full story. It's a moral. Uh, my favorite part. I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> this that bit is a little confounding. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're hearing the story right. he is telling. But just the look with like the the tangle and yeah. the eye patch and the gold tooth. Uh, yeah, it's like iconic for him. Yeah. And he goes to jail. There's so much going on in this song. But he's gonna escape. <laughs> Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the bot, Rick. <laughs> which, uh, which new edition sample? Yeah. In a, in a remix song. In a, a, a Belle de remix song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because of Rick. Yeah. It always goes back to new edition. And there's a great long outro on it. Yeah. Too, yeah. And then you've got that. that yeah, that like yeah. Uh, from uh, James uh, Brown. Yeah, that's like every yeah. rap sample, but it's probably best known from uh, the rap bass. Yeah, DJ's yeah rap. it fits too. Yeah. Which would come after this. That's yeah, that's '89. Yeah, yeah. I I thought about putting that on, except the video's not that good. Yeah. But that song is great too. I love that. He didn't really endure. Like, you don't hear much from Slick Rick. But he's still around. He still performs. Yeah. I think he also has done stuff with Dougie Fresh. Like, they co-op tour together. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh... But, like, Lottie Dottie, which we mentioned, we didn't specify because Dougie Fresh is, like, the original beatboxer. Yes. The whole beat to that song is just it's, Dougie Fresh beatboxing. just him beating and uh, Slick Rabbit. It's, yeah, That's it's all song, completely yeah. acapella. It's yes. so cool. And the show, fun fact, the show, uh, there's all that keyboard in it. Yeah. That's Teddy Riley. 
Oh, it's a very, the, very like he's like the 16. inventor of yes. Jack Swing. He's like 16 years old, and yeah. he, was, he did the keyboards on it. I didn't know that. Yeah, we will. Co- well, I think we've said it before. We will cover. Yes, um, we will find a way to get new Jack Swing. We'll probably have to do several episodes yeah. about new Jack Swing. Okay, the next video is your pick. Yes, I was you know vaguely aware of it because I'm a, I love KRS One. Yes, and I know what the Stop the Violence movement is. Um, and I've heard self-destruction, but I don't think I ever saw the video. Before. Yeah, this is like, for those who don't know, this song is like the rap version of We Are The World. Right. Or Do They Know It's Christmas. Yes. Uh, yes. Which is so funny because people make like fun of that. Not so much this song, but that whole like, let's get a bunch of celebrities together and do it. Like The Simpsons always did that, made fun of them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was a kid, it was amazing. Like you'd see these videos of like stars in video and in, in music videos doing these songs. You're like, oh my god, they're all together doing a thing. Yeah, and, and this was a big one. Yeah, this is a great who's who in hip hop yes. from this very specific time period that yes. we're looking at. And this is this is um, mostly uh, East Coast rappers. Okay, a lot of them I don't recognize. Even yeah. when they say who they are, I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I'm going to try to see if I can see how many. Yeah, you're going to have to walk me through yeah. some. A lot of them I know. Yeah, but it's it was it's mainly KRS One's project. Yes, it's from Boogie Down Productions. Up, yes, he yeah. he came up with it. So there's some Boogie Down Production people in it, yeah. but there's a lot of people. I'm going to see if I can name as many as I can. A couple of years later, they did the exact same thing on the West Coast called the West Coast All Stars, called We're All in the Same Gang. Okay. And it was the exact same thing. Rap all stars singing about don't be in a gang. We're all in the same gang as humanity. Yeah. yeah. This is the better song. I mean, this is great. Yeah, this is a great song. Yeah. I mean, see, I'm going to keep telling. We all yeah. agree tonight. All of the speakers have agreed that America. I have to do a lot of pausing to be like, okay, who's that? Okay. Let's see if I can do it by each rap. Some I will not know. There's Heavy D, there's uh, Kumo D, there's Tone Let me see if I can do it by each rap. Yeah, we'll go by first. Yeah, Karis one first. gets the first one. Yeah. Karis one is so great. Yeah. Well, today's topic, self-destruction, it really ain't the rap audience that's fucking... Even aside from his, how, you know, how smart his politics are great, right he's still a fucking great rapper. Yeah. So to crush that stereotype is what we did. All right. I I want to say that guy is from Stetsasonic. Yeah. I could be wrong. Okay. Anyone who's listening who's actually like a big hip hop because I don't claim to be a hip hop expert at all. You know more than me. Yeah. I think that's a Stetsasonic guy. I don't okay. know the name of it. All right. I hope nobody gets like super upset. Like, <laughs> you fucking idiots. You got like all of them wrong. <laughs> I might be wrong. MC Delight? Still, I don't know. I don't know Delight. Kumo D. I'm, okay. Kumo D. Like, when we go further back in time and do an early 80s hip hop, we'll look at the Treacherous Three. Yeah. Kumo D is fucking awesome. Yes, he had some good stuff in the '89. He just, he's just, I was gonna put in I Wild just, Wild West. Yeah, yeah, Wild West. There's a song called "I Go to Work." How you like me now? Yeah, how, I like how you like me now. I, Produced I, by Teddy Riley. Okay, I almost put him in too. Did you really? Oh, okay, yeah. Great. He, other than this, we're not gonna visit yeah, Kumo D, but great. we'll get to him on another yeah. episode. He's great. What a nice, that's right. Cry, but you die. 
Dwight Kyrus one, he's got like that hot, like in your face, yes. slow that. Yeah, it's great. He had a big beef with Alan Yeah. Yeah. Never ran from the clue. Big line. Shouldn't have to run from a black man. Cause that. I think I saw a Fife dog, so I guess Tribe is in there somewhere. Fife Tribe, they might not be. They might be a little too, a little later. I could be wrong. I mean, uh, yeah, they're they don't record record come out. Yeah. Like Native Tongues might be in there. MC White. She's awesome. I mean, we were talking about, like, early yeah. female rappers. MC Light was great. Where is MC Light? She, I don't know. She had a long-ass career because she yeah. was able to, like, jump. Styles, yeah, like she did kind of a new jack song, she kind of did a gangster song, she was able to do these different genres and make hits out of them. The one uh, I remember from my time coming up in the early 90s was I Need a Roughneck. Roughneck is my favorite, yeah, Roughneck is my favorite. Like, she even had a new jack song called When in Love, which sounds like a new jack song, yeah. Uh, She's Roughneck, great. Roughneck is so good, yeah. Is that, that's the daddy the daddy daddy daddy. The coolest. Superman of Friday. Daddy, I apologize. Yeah. This is Stetson Sonic. The first oh. guy, I don't know who that was. This is Stetson Sonic. MC Delight, he said his name. Yeah, I don't know who MC Delight is. This is Stetson Sonic. Daddy, yo, to a crime, end up in jail, I gotta go. That's D Nice. Okay. Solo? Yeah, he was yeah. He was part of Boogie Down Productions. But Boogie Down Productions produced him and he had a great song called My Name is D Nice, which is an awesome song. He sounds familiar. Does he sound like someone else? Or? I don't know. And he's, he's just that maybe he sounds like he sounds like the time. Yeah, yeah. Late eighties, East Coast hip hop. was from Boogie Down Productions. She, she was part of that whole crew. Yeah. And she had she, her own albums and stuff like this that. This verse is great. Yeah. I, uh, she was great. Yeah. She should have been bigger. Yeah. She should have had a bigger career. You know who I wonder if is, is in this video is uh, Heather from season one of The Real World. Because she <laughs> yeah, was BDP associated. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah, BDP yeah. associated. She was a rapper. She's still a rapper. You mean the best season of The Real World ever? This first season? And Heather's the best she cast member so of season great. one. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can see. Who's looking for Heather? Yeah, I'm looking for Heather. Ah, they're all looking at her. I can't see. It's dark in the room. Yeah, right there in this shot. Dougie Fresh, I guess. Yeah. He's got to get his. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Just Ice, okay, I've heard of Just Ice. He was, he was on mine or a guy. He's yeah. never been A lot of these guys are like, uh, they have cards in the Yo! MTV Raps collecting collectible card yeah. set that I <laughs> I put together a complete set of that. I gave it to you, Pablo. You did, yeah, I took one of them. I still have it. I can't remember. There's Heavy. And then Heavy D is, yeah. One of my top five. I love Heavy. There is so much to say about Heavy D. Little later on. Yeah. Now this sample, I don't. I'm sure it's James Brown, but I know it's from. Um, uh, there's a uh, Eric B and Rakim yeah. song that uses it. Yeah. Is it? It's not my melody. Move the crowd. Move the crowd. I think it's move. Yeah. The crowd. Yeah. Keys before I leave to what I'm saying Or we'll all be on our knees Praying Deep in the heart of the matter The self-destruction Confirmed on the ladder Making a day Not failing to yeah, it Please say your name, sir So I can hear you I don't know Jack and Jail But you're the best ever duck There's no one around Cause in jail You're a number They never took the time To wonder about Yeah. I mean, they were huge here. Yeah. I'm glad they're in there because, like, they're almost too big to put in 88, 89. Public Enemy? No. So big. We will address Public Enemy specifically in a little crazy. So, who else is in there? A young MC was in there. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Is this is this pre Busta Move? Because that was such a it was big like hit right that. before it was right around the time. You think they would have yeah. given him a verse because uh, that was such a huge. Yeah. I record. think it might be right before. Well, Tone Loke's in there as well. Yeah. So uh, not to be a music snob, but I prefer Principal's Office to Busta Move. <laughs> no, I'm I'm glad that you said that, Paul. Why? Because you agree. No, that's just very you. And I think that's great. Uh, they, but they both have Flea playing bass <laughs> on them. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. That's so You didn't funny. know he played bass I on Bust a no Move? no idea. Yeah. Bust a Move, uh, I obviously take Bust a Move more because you, it's more of a dance crew. Sure. But Principal's Office is a, underrated. Very funny. Underrated. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Speaking of funny rap songs, and this is this is this is another this one. Is you. This is this you. This is because, all me. Yeah, I love that you love this song. I think it's great. This is "Cars That Go Boom." Such a good song by Latrim. Latrim is one of the greatest names for a rap band. Yes, these are two seemingly fifteen-year-old girls, real young, probably like sixteen or seventeen, yeah. eighteen at the oldest. Um, they rap in obnoxious New York accents, yes. which is curious because they're from Miami. <laughs> That's great. Like, it's almost like the way that girls everywhere took on the Valley Girl accent. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you were doing hip-hop, 
that you, you just had to you accent. just had to take the, that New York yeah. accent. Yeah, it's unmistakable, and they are not from New York. It's funny too. It makes sense because cars that go boom, you go okay, Miami. Yeah, like you yeah, have that yeah. car. That car would be loud. They're a duo. Latrim is two girls. Yep. It's uh, Tigra and Bunny. Tigra and Bunny. Bunny. And <laughs> like this, the boom. this song is amazing. This song is great. Where can we start? We like them, dumb. This we is like good them too because it's. I like the ones with the well, I just. It's a, it's a big enough pop song that was just popular enough. Yeah. Like it wasn't huge. Like nobody goes, oh yeah, that. You hear and you go, who is that again? And then you right. go, oh, oh yeah. I remember. That's why I'm glad you picked this. The way I found this, I think uh, my friend Liam back in Providence, uh, he's a, he's like, between us in yeah. age and he and his friend Mike used to do a show uh, on University of Rhode Island's radio station mm-hmm. and a few years ago when I was living in LA they like went back to do like a special even though it had been like 15 or 20 oh, years yeah. since they were in college they yeah. went back and did like one episode mm-hmm. and I listened to it streaming and I think that's where I first heard this is they played it <laughs> if it wasn't that then it was just Liam posted it on Facebook years ago and I was like what is this this was in heavy rotation uh, on rap radio it never crossed over yeah uh, but it was also on it was on uh, Yo MTV Raps it was on Rap yeah. City it's, it's real real dumb yeah but it's in the best way the hook yeah. I can't even remember anything of the raps. I just remember the hook. It's one of those things where you hear it and you're like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. How is this even a record? And then you can't stop singing it. Then you get and the hook. Then, you get and the then hook. you realize you love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. You get to the hook and you're like, I'm in. <laughs> Pretty eyes. Well, I like all kinds of guys. That all kinds yeah. of guys. Is, that's that's so funny that they're from Miami. <laughs> stop. What happened? How about the ones we especially like? Which ones? You know, the ones with the cars that go... I hear you. Hit it. Hit it. Uh, I mean, they're super cute. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and they're doing the old ladies dance. Uh, great. This could not be more 1980. Oh, it's great. It's good. Girl in a hat. I'm always a fan. <laughs> and it was like made for like a dollar ninety-five. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, they're so young. I love that lyric. He was looking so fly, I thought I wasn't awake. It's, so, it's like just reaching for the rhyme. It's the, nobody talks like that. They're like, you gotta find the rhyme. I, I thought I wasn't them. awake. And they're like, does it fit the rhyme scheme? <laughs> it's close enough. Let's just go. Yeah. Okay, that's another lyric I love because of how dumb it is. He was obviously hooking up bass, I assume. That doesn't work. Yeah, no, that doesn't, make, that doesn't make any sense. You can't be obvious. Was it obvious or did you make an assumption? <laughs> uh, there's the editor, Paul. Yeah, I'm the only <laughs> asshole who's ever nipped You're like, the lyrics to yeah. Carson the like, Boom. Hang on, guys. <laughs> Listen to Trim real quick. <laughs> Uh, grammatically, that's not correct. I know, but every time I hear the song, I kind of go like, hmm? <laughs> We're like, really? What? What? What, what was that? <laughs> okay, I backed it up because I want to hear it again. He was obviously hooking up face, I assume, and he turned the lights on the car. Went boom. Here it is. We like the cars. The cars that go boom. We're Tigra and Buddy, and we like the boom. 
No further explanation. No. No. State the premise. Say our names. Restate the premise. Right. It works. <laughs> and make sure you remember. Soul. It's funny because they're talking about boys. Yeah. But the hook is we like the cars. Well, they like both. They like but the, gu- but they the like, verses are about the boys, right? And the chorus is like, "But we're the ones we especially like. Like, oh. here are all the kinds of boys we like, but the best ones are the ones with the cars that go boom." Okay, that's the point. Is it stupid and shallow? That's the point. <laughs> it's like we like them for their various attributes, but really we just like the cars they have. It feels like there's a disconnect. I'm sorry. I love this dude. This like with the hair, yeah, with yeah. the most majestic mullet I've ever seen. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder, like, who wrote this for them? Did they write it, uh, or is like one of their dads writing? <laughs> and it's like, look, I got this hook. You're gonna, yeah. you're like, the Tigre Bunny, come here. Like, remember when Rebecca Black was the thing like yeah. six years ago with yeah. that song Friday? And yeah. Was like, this is the dumbest song ever written. And I was thinking, like, nah. <laughs> I, I protest. I, I can think of something similar from uh, <laughs> I, ten years earlier. I take Latigra and Bonnie. Yeah. Over Rebecca. But the song, the complication of the song writing is about similar. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe one of the best songs to bump out of your system oh, yeah. in your car. It's meant to be loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a summer song where it's just fucking loud. Please turn it off. Atlantic Records. They got to deal with Atlantic. That's a small hip hop label. Yeah. Atlantic. It's pretty big. Yeah. We like the boom. I want, I want to believe that the song came out in the summer. Oh, it, 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 come had, on. Yeah. It has to have. I mean, been. it's such a summer. This is a summer bop if yeah. ever there was it one. It really is. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, okay, moving right along. Yeah. I'm super interested to hear about this next song. I have a lot to say about it. Okay, it's MC Hammer. Yes. As I alluded to before, MC Hammer for a lot of kids my age was like the entree into hip hop for like suburban white kids. Yeah. When uh, You Can't Touch This became a hit yes. in 1990. Yes. And then that led right on into Vanilla Ice. Yeah. And then, I mean, rap had started to go mainstream, obviously, with, like, Run DMC. Yeah. And, and it grew a lot pre-1990, obviously. Yeah. But in my memory, MC Hammer was, like, the first rapper I was ever super aware of. And, like, mm-hmm. Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him on cassette. Yeah. I, got it, I got it for my eighth birthday. Yeah. And that was my... Entree into hip hop. Oh wow! This is not from Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him. This is from I'm sorry. This is from Turn This Mother Out. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Which is, is the name of this song? It's yes. pre. 
It's pre you can't touch this. Yes, when when MC Hammer was so big, he got a Saturday morning yeah, cartoon. He got everything. Yes. Like they're just like here's everything in the world, Hammer. It's yours. Right, right, right. Uh, this was for his first uh, his first album. This was his first big hit. Yeah, called Turn This Mother. But out. he's still sort of an underground rapper at this yeah. point. Yeah, uh, he was an underground rapper, and <clears throat> and this was this played on MTV a lot, and. It is my favorite hammer song, and it is my favorite hammer dancing. The, really, the okay. dancing in this—he was always a dancer. He was always a dancer. He's not the greatest rapper. He's not, and he's even said he's not the greatest rapper. Yeah, um, he's like I'm an entertainer. He was all charisma. Yeah, um, but I don't really—I again never saw the video. Vaguely familiar with the song, but it is more of like less his own style and more the style of rap at the yeah, time. Yeah, like, like what it, we've yeah. been listening. It feels a little hard. You'll hear this, and you're like, it's a little harder sounding because it was early. Yeah, was but 80s. because of that, it actually ages better. Yeah, than the stuff he's like. This still sounds good. I'm probably not going to listen to Too Legit to Quit. <laughs> yeah, if I can avoid yeah. it. Anymore. Too Legit to Quit doesn't hold up as well as something right because like those this. are. I mean, those are pop songs. Yeah. Those are yeah. Uh, this this actually holds up a little better. Yeah, I agree, um, and I love it. And it's it's a little, there's a little big there's a little bit of an intro. Were you into Hammer before he blew up? Yeah, you you had this album. I had this album. Play yeah. the fuck out of it because he they had a, they had a lot of hits off this rap hits like they put me in the mix. Um, turn this mother out was was. So it's kind of like basically the whole idea of this video is that well, he's big everywhere yeah. except New York. New York uh, hates him. He's out of Oakland. He's out of Oakland. And he's like, my thing is, I'm big everywhere, except New York hates me. So I'm going to go to New York and show them I'm going to be big. You ain't hitting in New York. As our gentleman says right here. So what you going to do about that, Hammer? He's going to tell you what he's going to do about it. This is what he's going to do. Turn this mother Well, it's, also, it's sampling the funky drummer from James Brown. Is this funky drummer or is this Apache by oh, Apache, Incredible Apache, Bongo? Apache, right. Okay. It's Apache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Apache. Another like sample that's literally in like everything. Maybe 60% of yeah, all everything. raps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like LLP. Yeah. It's a different sound. Yeah. And he always had like a big posture. I saw him in concert in I think 90, 91. Really? When he was at his height. And he had like 30 dancers on stage. Well, that's why he went bankrupt by 1994. Yeah. I mean, so many, so many. And I give him credit because he danced and rapped at the same time. And he, and he wasn't lip syncing. He, was no, he did not lip sync at all. That was like his big thing. He was always. An amazing entertainer. Yeah. That's why he's a great rough. entertainer. Um, I feel like he's gotten like a critical revival. I think so. I think people. I think what happened was he was so fucking big. Yeah. And he was bigger than any other rapper. And he made it bigger than like he. Even though Run Dance he was first and they had big stuff. He was so big so fast that people were like, oh fuck him. Yeah. He sold out. Yeah. He's a pop. And people like made all these diss records about him. Yeah. And what also people don't know is. He was hard as fuck. He came out of like a really bad childhood. Yeah, he came out of Oakland. There's yeah. no joke. Yeah, like yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Like they would say like 
No, Hammer would fuck you up. But he would like he rapped with positivity. Yeah. He didn't yeah. swear. Yeah, he had a good attitude about it. He was religious. Yeah, and like I remember there's a song on Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him about like we gotta play yeah. just to make it today. Sample Prince is part uh, of how I convinced my parents to let me get the album. It's like no, this is clean. It's, he was clean. Yeah, he was clean, and he's good. like family friendly. And he so. had a one brief moment. Where he did gangster rap. Like, oh, the funky that, headhunter? Which I, I like. I had that night to guilty play. I got that. I'll tell you a quick story. I got that on cassette because uh, the local, like, top 40 hip hop station used to have, like, a daily call in contest. Like, mm. they would play a clip from a movie and you had to call in and identify mm. the movie and then you'd win and they'd give you, like, a free CD or something. Yeah. Camera. So I was, like, 10 or 11 and I knew the answer. I called in and I won. And they asked me how old I was, <laughs> and I told them the truth. And I think the Hammer Funky Headhunter album was like the only album they had that didn't have explicit lyrics. Yeah, and that's why that's what they sent me. Ah, oh, that's great. And they were like, "Do you want a CD or a cassette?" I didn't have a CD player yet, so I oh, got no, a cassette. It gets sadder. Yeah, it's the one with pumps and a bump. I pumps know. and a bump. I. I like that. <laughs> I like pubs and a bump. I'm sorry. You have a high tolerance for cheese. Yeah, that's been I well do have a high tolerance for cheese. Yeah. Pumps and a bump. The video is awful, but the song is pretty good. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's he dropped the MC and he was just yeah. hammer and yeah. it was this real hard like pose. Like, it was a. It was. It didn't work. Yeah, it did not work. Um, and just to be a little bit more trivia, I still remember the movie quote that I got correct to win. What it. was the movie quote? It was Jack Palance saying. I crap bigger than you from, from City, City Slickers. Slickers. Nice, yeah. Paul. Well done. <laughs> well done, Paul. So, Hammer got so big that a lot of these guys in his posse got albums. Yeah. So, like that guy right there is this guy named Ace Juice. He had an album. Did you have Ace Juice's album? Yes. There's a reason why that because I worked for a summer in a record store and I got it for free. Okay. And the women dancing behind him were Oaktown Three Five Seven. Yeah. They kind of had a medium hit or two. I had their album because it was free. But there hadn't been like all this choreography and show. I haven't seen it. That wait, this is his dance. I'm sorry. This dance is the greatest dance ever. <laughs> I mean, like, and you never saw this from a rapper. Yeah. Never saw how good this is. Like, a little bit with E, like, you know, or like Kid and Play had their signature move, but this was... Like, no one could touch him on the dance floor. No one could touch him. I'm sorry, I got really excited. And see, he's... The New York crowd loves him. Yeah, yeah. How could you not? Look at what a showman he is. I mean, he's so great. But that's sort of why people, like... We're down because he's not a great rapper, and it's yeah. more about you know the display. It's interesting because it's almost like even though he's of the time, he was almost came out at the wrong time where everything had to be legit. Yeah, everything had to be hard. At the same time, like as, you know, he's between N.W.A. and like yes, Chronic. Exactly. In between that, yes, is when Hammer blew up. Yeah, exactly. Where there's a lot of like respect for rap and stuff like that. And, and it's hard to maintain street cred when you have a Saturday morning cartoon show. Yes. Where you're like a superhero with talking magical shoes. Yes. And like, you know, even though like, oh, you're shilling for Pepsi. What the fuck? Yeah. You're doing Adam's Family's uh, soundtracks. So it's a combination of like he maintains sort of a squeaky clean image, plus he's sort of a sellout. Yes, and, and, and he's not really the best rapper yes. in the world. 
it a, wasn't really seen as legit. Yeah, in a time period where that was frowned upon. Yeah. Where nowadays, freaking Ice Cube does family movies. Sure. And that's totally cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just, it was it was a wrong time. Yeah. But it, was, but it turned out to be the right time. I feel like the attitude toward him now in hip-hop is... Still not like completely like, oh, he was awesome. But it's kind of like, he was what he was. And yeah. he's hugely important to rap's evolution yes. and popularity. Yeah. And he was a great entertainer. And there's really no reason to shit on him. No, there's no reason to shit on him. Yeah. Strictly for the entertaining aspect. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. amazing. And he brought he brought rap to the mainstream. Yeah. I mean, bigger than anyone else ever did. Yeah. But that's just an interesting one because I'm so unfamiliar with it. But... In hindsight, it's so much better than it's all such the stuff a better song. he had that made him huge. His whole first album is kind of like that, yeah, and it's really good. Uh, and then, and then he turned, uh, he figured out a way. He's like, no, let's make a pop album. Yeah, and it blew up, and it's great, but it's never as good as his first album. Yeah, yeah. All right, this next one is one of yours too. We yes. mentioned Heavy D earlier. Yes, this is special because there's two things to talk about here: Heavy D in general, and also the fact that this is a clip. From the Arsenio Which Hall is why show. I chose it. Yeah. Because it's one of the most important shows in my life. I have never seen it. I was super aware of it, but like it was on past my bedtime. Yeah. Basically. And it didn't – and it's a, it, its longevity did not stay. It, it, was a, it was a flash in the – flash for like three or four years. Yeah. I feel like it was on from what, 89 to 93 maybe? Yeah, 80, 93, 94. So it had a good five or six year run, but it really – it's really – its importance was like 89, 90, yeah. 91. Like around that time where like you – everyone – fucking De Niro was on it. Madonna was on it. Yeah. And – but he – There were really famous interviews. Yeah. Crazy famous interviews. Yeah. And the best was that the music that he had was stuff that was never on talk shows. They never put rap artists on talk shows. Yeah. Like Johnny Carson wasn't having – No. Letterman wasn't going to have any. Yeah. You know, and so – what my memory of Arsenio Hall was not so much of the interviews or his comedy on it. It was all the musical acts. That's what he I mean, did. that's what it's famous for. Yeah. I understand. Look, I knew what it was at the time because yeah. I had friends in school who did stay up and watch it, who had shittier yeah. parents than I had. <laughs> and, <laughs> you two good uh, parents, Paul. And they would talk about it at school and be like, well, I can't join the discussion. <laughs> my, he wasn't allowed to stay My up parents there. loved me. And they, <laughs> that, well, yeah, no, I just, I had resentment at the time. Yeah. Now I realize. There was no reason for me to be up past midnight. Exactly, watching. they're looking out for it. Um, and everyone knew, like you know, everyone knew like the dog pound. Like, whoop, whoop, oh, it was whoop, great. Whoop. Yeah, he had a great house band that yeah. was, played great R and B. But I, great. I only know historically. Yeah, you know that how hugely important it was to hip hop, and it was the only place on TV where you could see. Yeah. Hip hop, like rappers being interviewed and performing live. Yeah, that just didn't exist on on the Tonight Show or on Letterman. Yeah, and this came out in college, so even if even if we had parties, for, you, for me it was yeah, great, exactly. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. Shut up. Um, and so, like, someone even if if like we were at a party or something, I knew someone was going to record it. Yeah, and so we would just watch it recorded. It was yeah. great. And uh, so, uh, yeah, this is Heavy D, who was really close with Arsenio Hall and was on the show many times. Yeah. Arsenio Hall from Cleveland. Arsenio's from Cleveland? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Where's Heavy D from? New York, I assume. He's from, like, uh, 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 Brooklyn. Something specific. Yeah. Some, uh, uh, Money Earning Mount Vernon. I don't Mount know where, Vernon? I don't know where Mount Vernon is, but I, he always shouted out, shout out to Money Earning Mount Vernon. All right. I don't know where Mount Vernon is. Do you Vernon want to uh, talk about Heavy D specifically? I mean... I love Heavy D, but I don't know a ton about him. Heavy D is uh, like one of my top five or six 
really uh, rap bars. He's he's like number five or six. Yeah, but uh, he's special because he's like the first guy who did like rap love songs. He did rap something. He did rap R and B. Teddy Riley produced almost all of his stuff. Yeah, he's very new Jack. He's swing. very new Jack Swing. Yeah. And again, because it's dance, mm-hmm. his dancing is great. Yeah. And people were just like amazed that a big guy like that could dance. Yeah. And when he first came out, this uh, – he had like an album before what we're going to see now. And uh, he called himself the overweight lover. Mm-hmm. He embraced his weight. And people thought originally that he was like a guy in a fat suit. Because they're like, how can a like big guy – Like chunky A? Yeah. Yeah. Like how can a big guy dance like that? That can't be real. Yeah. They thought it was like fake. And then no, he yeah, could just, just – Yeah. He could move. It's like Chris Farley later had a similar thing in comedy where – he was really physical. He could do like cartwheels. Yeah. He was actually really kind of athletic. Yeah. 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 That's like Heavy D. Yeah. Uh, but Heavy D has that New Jack sound that I love. He's and so likable. Yes. that's And, and his songs are about yeah. like he wants to fall in love and shit. Yeah. And yeah. Um, what song is this that we're going to hear? It's one that I'm not I think this is uh, uh, Somebody to Love Me For Me. Yes. I think you're right. Which, which I'm not super familiar with. Which uh, is uh, a produced and a duet with Albie Shore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Albie, yeah, sure. who is also big in the New Jersey. And you know, I saw Heavy D and the Boys live, right? How did you see Heavy D and the Boys live? And you I know how I saw them I forgot. Live. How did that you... concert in 1992 that I went to with that weird bit, the Kiss Went Awake concert yes. where I saw like all yes. those artists. I don't, I don't think I... Heavy Bay? You saying that Heavy I D? I think Heavy D was on the list. I know PM Dawn was there. Maybe I'm adding Heavy D. PM D's PM Dawn's great. I have, I feel like I saw Heavy D there. Just I, I never talked about this on the podcast, but I'll just yeah. review it very quickly. The top forty station out of Boston was Kiss One Hundred Eight, and they would do a concert every summer where they just anyone with a hit single yeah. in the top forty would like play at this annual concert. Mm-hmm. And somehow my old man got tickets from work in nineteen ninety two, and we I was nine, and we went. Yeah, to you're the really show. young. Yeah, I was nine, and. And the summer of 92, people who had hits who I saw at this concert were like, Color Me Bad, Great. I think Heavy D, PM Dawn, uh, Katie Lang. <laughs> yeah, there's always an outlier. Sophie B. Hawkins, Celine Dion. You early Celine. The headliner was James Brown. Right said Fred. Oh my God. Chris Cross. Great. Love Chris Cross. Uh, a band who now I love, a rock band, the Smithereens. Oh, yeah. Back then, I wouldn't have known. They were like late 80s. Yeah, they were good. I love the Smithereens. Yeah, I don't great. remember seeing them, though. Yeah. Uh, Julian Lennon was there. <laughs> That's odd. Woody that Harrelson there. was there. I guess well, White Man the Jack of White Man Can't White Jump. White Man Can't Jump, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Heavy D was there. Maybe not, but... Uh, what band did you know about most or most excited to see? Nine-year-old Paul. Uh, definitely Criss Cross and Right Side Friend. Probably Criss Cross number one. <laughs> That's a solid one. Yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. cool as shit. Um, but the band I most remember is PM Dawn. That's my most right. vivid memory. Yeah. And definitely one of my favorites now yeah. out of the artists who I saw that day. Yeah. That's why I love this time period because there's so many different artists. And PM yeah. Dawn was right in that time zone of like 88 to 93. And yeah. They were great. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. to Prince B from PM Dawn and to Heavy D. And to Heavy D. And to, I have a couple of stories about this so we can yeah. play. Well, it's, it's, it's a long video because the first half is the performance and the second half is the interview. Well, we're not going to we watch just, the interview. Yeah, we just do the performance. Yeah. I have this album. It's great. Yeah. 
and the boys. And the boys. Not so, the boys, the group the boys. Nope. It's not them. It's <laughs> not them that we showed earlier. This is the boys with the Z. I the boys with the Z. These are his dancers. Uh, a very sad story. That's his DJ, DJ Eddie F. Okay. What's but, the sad story? The sad story. We can keep playing because I'll okay. be brother. Um, um, his. Uh, one of the uh, dancers. Uh, I can't. Two of them. The boys were one guy. I can't remember. That was Trouble T Roy. Yeah. That was his name. Trouble T Roy. Troy. Right after this album broke. This album was the big break. It was huge. And they were on tour. And they were just kind of messing around in like a mall. They're just hanging out and just like fucking around. And they're on a, a, a like a walking way ramp. Yeah. And their whole crew's there. One of them throws like a uh, a garbage can rolling down the ramp. Yeah. Trouble team ready to get away from it. Jumps on the rail and falls off. Oh shit. And dies. Like he was on a high level. He was on a high level and fell down. And so they're just yeah, they're just fucking around having fun because they're in their early twenties. They're goofing off. Goofing around. Someone rolls uh, a garbage can down the ramp. Yeah. And just to be like, I gotta get out of the way, he jumps up on the rail and falls off. That happens when, like at the height of their popularity. Right after this album became huge. So I think it was late '89, early '90. Because then the next album. The next album called Peaceful Journey had a dedication to him. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, CL Smooth was a, uh, a pretty big rapper. He had a song called They Reminisce Over You, T R O Y. And it was a dedication to Troy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was like a huge shock. It was really weird. But it's just a bizarre story. Yeah, I mean, a lot of rappers die, but, yeah. you know, that's not the normal story. No, exactly. <laughs> just a freak. We're just having fun, yeah. fucking around. They're at the height of their joy and happiness. And, uh, but this is how I liked her. And, and then Heavy. Heavy had a huge career. Yeah, he was big. He was big, and then he like the rap thing kind of fell off. Yeah. He acted for a bit and acted. In some I remember movies. him in Boston Public. Yeah, when I was in college. He, and he did some like he did some movies, and and then uh, he became a music executive. Yeah, uh, I think of Motown. I think he was a music exec at Motown, and so just like because everyone loved him, and everyone's like, yeah, come work for us. Here he is. He grabs a lady from the audience. I will tell you my favorite Heavy D song is not from his peak. It's from his sort of comeback in 94. Uh, let me see if I can guess. Is it, is it Black Coffee? No. Nothing But Love. Nothing But Love's a great song. Nothing But Love is my favorite Heavy D. That's a great song. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had a pretty long career. His first album was like 87, 86. Yeah. And, and that album, with Nothing But Love, that was a big hit. Yeah. And not as big as the other ones, but yeah. The so. lyric I always remember is, whoops, let me go upstairs and get the whipped cream. You that's can't have ice cream song. without whipped cream. That's, uh, that's, that, uh, No, that, I'm not saying that's from Nothing But Love. Oh, that's okay. from his big hit. Uh, that was from, it's a good to you. Yeah. It's a good to you. Yeah, that's a great song. But I always, like, remember yes. that. Like, I remember hearing it when I was a little kid, just thinking, like, that's a cool, like, that's cool. <laughs> can't have ice cream without that whipped cream yeah that's a nice cue <laughs> to make you sway my main man did it and did the right thing he was just cool he was cool but I think maybe because he's sort of fun loving and goofy yes. like he didn't like he took a dip when gangster rap became little thing because he wasn't you know he wasn't hard yeah. um but that's, he's just so yeah. charismatic. He's so fun. Yeah. You want to give him a hug. And props to him, too, for like going, okay, gangster after big, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, he didn't do the funky headhunter no. shit that hammered you. Know, he's just like, no, that's not me. I'll just yeah. keep doing my thing until yeah. I can't do it anymore. And he dressed great. 
Yeah, that yellow suit. He's yellow like the suit. Maceo Parker rapper. <laughs> he's fucking cool as fuck. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. just great. And like not a, I mean, not a great looking guy. He's sort of funny looking, but just all the charisma yeah. in the world. Charisma for days. Yeah, yeah. All right, and he died of like a embolism yeah. after a flight or something. Young, young, like in his forties. Yeah, something. it was about five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's sad, but he was great. And yeah. I, I remember him very vividly. Yeah, he was from, great. Uh, One of my favorites. childhood. Yeah. All right. Uh, I said we were going to get to Public Enemy. It's it's Fight the Power. It's the song yeah. everyone knows. Yeah. But it's not the Fight the Power video. Yeah. It's better than that. It is. Yes. It's the opening credits from uh, Do the Right Thing. Yes, which are amazing. Which is... There was a time where, for a while, it was my very favorite movie. Oh, yeah. I rented it on... When I was in college, VHS was already dead, but there was a video store on the edge of campus that had a lot of old VHS. and Because it was at a time where DVD was a thing, but there were still movies that hadn't gotten a DVD What year would this be for you again? I went to college from 2000 to 2004. So... So I, you didn't see it till then? Right. Wow. Well, I wouldn't have seen it when it came out. I was six years old. Yeah, no, I know that. But like, even before then, you would never mm. get it on VHS, and it wasn't really on my radar. Okay. And I didn't even really listen to hip hop at all until okay. college. Um, not that it, you have to listen to hip hop to watch a Spike Lee movie, yeah. but I just rented it on a whim. And to this day, it's the only movie. Like, I brought it home. I watched it. I immediately rewound it and watched it again. Oh, wow. Like, after I... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. immediately. Yeah. I've never done that before. But I just... After I saw it, I was like, I have to watch that. Yeah. It's a classic. Right now. I, I got... I was lucky enough to see it in the theaters. Yeah. The summer of 89. Yeah. And I saw it in Cleveland because I was home from... from uh, For summer break. Packed theater. And people just came out just, like, silent. Just, I would just, think so. Just blown away. Yeah. Like, and you had to process it. But like, we drove around and talked about it, me and my friends, because we just had to process it, what we saw. Yeah. I'm, I kind of wish that I had been around when it was new and, like, in the zeitgeist. Yeah. It was, like, the thing to talk about. Because I just sort of discovered it on my own. Yeah. I mean, it's still super powerful. Yeah. And it's also really fucking funny. Like, it's people think so of it as funny. this intense drama, which yeah. it is. There's so much, like, legitimately hilarious yes. comedy in it. There is so many good, funny bits and moments in this yeah. movie. And, All and like, both of those things exist in the one character of Bugging Out. Yeah. Uh, Bugging Out's great. Bugging Out's hilarious, yeah. and then he ends up being, like, you know, one of the more intense characters yeah. in it. Um, but I love this movie. And the opening credits is Fight, to, Fight the Power by yeah. Public Enemy from start to finish. And it's just Rosie Perez, which is right. And no one knew who she was. She was a soul train dancer. Yeah, and that she, was it. she plays the main character's girlfriend yeah. in the movie. But this whole opening credit scene is just her dancing like and, uh, you've never seen anyone dance. No, you never. I mean, it's a, it's aggressive. It's really aggressive. Yeah, and, and yeah, the message is like this movie is not going to fuck around. Yeah, like I remember this vividly. It came on, and we're like, what? What the fuck is going on? I mean, I don't think there's a more intense opening credit to yeah. a movie ever. Yeah. Oh, so and she's, well, she's such a good dancer, there. She's doing just every great dance of the time. And, and like, you know, they have her in different costumes and different yeah. shots. And this is with the, the boxing gloves. 
What was the first Spike Lee movie you saw in the movie theater? I don't think I've ever seen a Spike Lee movie. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. All uh, all home video. That's crazy. Like his first two, I had to see on video. She's got to have it still there. Yeah, I've still never seen She's Got to Have It. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's so very like small indie. I I seem to remember reading recently that they're doing like a She's Got to Have It Netflix yeah. TV series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think they're shooting it now. Uh, School Days is cool. School Days is cool. Um, I even like uh, Bamboozle, which a lot of people have oh, yeah, trouble yeah, yeah. with. I, I go back and forth on that. Yeah. Back, it's, it's a tough one for me. Uh, there's, a, still, there's still a lot of them I haven't seen. Like, I've never seen Mozart Blue. Oh, like, right, yeah. Uh, but the peak where it's like School Days, this one, uh, Jungle Fever, Malcolm X. Yeah. And Malcolm X. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they need to do the small one, Crooklyn. Crooklyn's great. I've never seen Crooklyn. Crooklyn's really good. I mean, she's like, she is, she is like beating you up. Yeah, she really is. And yeah. she's just, it's so hard. Yeah. Like this shot is the part I always yeah. remember, this extreme close-up yeah. on her face. When you're not even seeing her hands, you're seeing just the, just the pure emotion. Yeah. And I like it too. It's, it's a slightly different uh, version of the. Yeah, I prefer this version. Yeah, because it's the one I know from yeah. the movie. Um, I mean, this is indescribable. This is one of those things. Just like, go look at the playlist for this episode. Yeah, and watch it. I mean, watch the whole freaking movie. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, but. And then you just. It's funny because. All of this happens, and then the movie starts. Yeah, it's crazy. And, it's, and it's, to describe it, it's like it's. She seems to clearly be on a set. Yeah, not like on location. No, it's a set to be made to look like it's Brooklyn. Right, but it's just her. Yeah, alone on a street set. Yeah, and so it looks very artificial. Yeah, which just makes it more intense. Like yeah. the lighting is very uh, high contrast. Yes, absolutely. It's really formalistic. And it's it's a ballsy way to open a movie. Yeah. And it's also like he didn't need to do this. He could have opened the movie just as it would, and it would have been still a movie. You're gonna have like a typical movie, like Fight the Powers playing, and you're getting establishing shots and showing the characters doing their just daily routine. Yeah. It's it's a day in Brooklyn. Yeah. You could have it. Yeah. This and this adds so much more to it and it's also so of the moment yeah it's a little bit like a music video it, and it doesn't tell you anything about what you're going to see but yeah it, it sets you up emotionally yes. for what you're about to it see. sets you up for the energy that you're going to experience yeah in it. yeah and that like watching that is my favorite way to listen to fight the power <laughs> i can see that you know what i mean yeah i yeah. can see that yeah I mean, I knew the song. Yeah. I definitely knew the song before I saw the movie. Yeah. And the official video is just them, like, on It's the still kick-ass. Yeah. But it's not like that, because it's just them in the streets. Right, right. Uh, doing the doing the video. Yeah. This is much more powerful. And, uh, I mean, that was the summer of 89. Yeah. That's the first lyric. It's 1989. Yeah. The number, another summer. So that's where we are. I put these, by the way, I didn't say at the top of the show, but I tried to put them in chronological order. Okay. Yeah. Now, so, now that you say that, I go, that does make yeah. sense. Yeah. So now we're, like, halfway through 1989. Okay. This performance, I think, comes from late summer, early yeah. autumn. Uh, 
1989, live at the Apollo. Who is it, Kirk? Big Daddy Kane. Doing his best record. Yep. His best song. The B-I-G-D-A-W-D-Y-K-A-N-E. Yeah, Smooth Operator. Smooth Operator, which is a great song. I love Smooth... Big Daddy Kane is so awesome. He's my number two. Who's your number one? Uh, my number one is Trap Call Quest. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. They, uh, they were big for me, too. Uh, but Big Daddy Kane is my number... Is my Number two. So he'd be probably my favorite solo. Yeah. It's it's not that he's disrespected or unloved, but I feel like he just he doesn't get name dropped enough. Yeah, I mean he he was at that time where it it was a li- just a little bit before rap really broke. Yeah. And he had a big moment and then it fell off just a little bit. Yeah, he wasn't big in the nineties. Yeah, he like didn't not a lot last. of rappers don't really name check him when yeah. they say they're big influences, but he's so fucking cool. It's ridiculously cool. I mean, it's a persona. Yeah. But it's he's just the coolest, and this song is his coolest I love, song. I love Smith Operator. Yeah, I love, I love, this is a great performance. Yeah, a young, a young. I say a young Steve Harvey, but it feels like Steve Harvey's Harvey's been forty five for yeah. thirty years. <laughs> exactly. You don't know how old he is right here. He looks young, but you're like, you could be forty five right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I love I love Big Daddy Kane. I love his dancers Scoob and Scrap. Yeah. <laughs> they were great dancers. They That's s- not really a thing in hip hop anymore. Is for like a rapper to have specific dancers yep. that you can like identify with. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's it was a it was just around this time, and that was basically it. Yeah, I mean, dance is still a part of hip hop, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, the three pillars of hip hop are rap is the music. Mm-hmm. The dances, yep. hip hop dances, not all b boy, but b boy break dancing yep. and that kind of thing, and then graffiti, graffiti is the art. and then the fourth would be DJing, but yeah, and DJing, yeah, yeah. But the specific, like the specificity of having yeah. hip hop dancers, yeah, like you have dancers in rap videos, but you don't have like these are my these are my dancers. These are yeah, these like are, it's part of your yeah, crew. It's part, it's of, part of the package of hip hop. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which is why I love this era so much. Um, and he still, you know, he still does like small clubs and stuff. And uh, Scoop is not working, but Scrap is still working. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's so cool. And look at everyone there is just fucking. Blind. They're going crazy. Yeah, I mean, everyone's on his feet. Yeah, because I mean, he's super sexy. Yeah, and he's got that cool flow. His flow is like that, which is why it's so weird to think that he and Biz were. Like, yeah, partners. it's also. Uh, Others too. He, because uh, it was the time period, he had a couple of hits produced by Teddy Riley. Yeah. Which uh, I get the job done is the big one, which is one of my favorite songs too. But he was always a great dancer as well. Yeah. Because I so smooth. I love that. <laughs> and it's so cool. And I just learned maybe two years ago, Kane is an acronym. Oh, it's King Asiatic Nobody's Okay, it seems like a backronym. Yeah, okay. A backronym. You never heard that word? That's when you like you make an acronym by assigning like you have the word that you want it to be an acronym, so you choose what the letters stand for. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, King Asiatic Nobody. That, would, that one sounds a little for a second. It's yeah. probably a backronym. Yeah. But he mentions it in, in yeah. And this is uh, 
more dancing that this was actually that this this dance break is like famous like he still does this dance yeah. break I, I, it's, it's not fun. super complicated but it's no cool. but it's cool yeah yeah and then you know because I mean nobody none of these MCs were like trained dancers no not at all they just knew how to move but yeah this so he had like two or three big albums he became an actor for a bit did he? he was in Posse what's Posse? what's Posse? Uh, it's uh, a movie that I wasn't allowed to watch probably <laughs> yeah. Posse is a movie with uh, uh, written and directed and starring Mario Van Peebles okay right after New Jack because Mario Van Peebles directed New Jack City yeah and it was huge and they're like you can do whatever you want Mario Van Peebles and he's like well I'm going to do a uh, black western called Posse and Mario Van Peebles is in it. Uh, Big Daddy Kane is in it. A very young and actually very good Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin was great. He's a good actor. He's a lunatic now, but yeah. he doesn't have anything to do with his dad. It's a shame. He's great in the usual stuff. It's great usual yeah. But in, in Posse, you're like, oh my God, you're really good. Yeah. Uh, like Tiny Lister, if you know who Tiny Lister is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course I know who yeah. Tiny Lister is. He's uh, the villain from Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he that's was my bike. That's my bike. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That was posse. He's like slightly cross-eyed yes. and it's terrifying. Just, <laughs> just for decades, just big. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Big Daddy Kane was in this movie called Posse, which was this, the, the second movie after New Jack City. It's not great, but he's pretty good. He plays like a card shark. Yeah, yeah, right. I can see that. Yeah, he's really good. Just owns it. Yeah, he has got the he has got the room, man. Yeah, like he just knows it too. Yeah. Uh, I love Big Daddy Kane. He's super cool. All right, yeah. this next one is mine. I mean, you played this for me before, and I love that we you played love this, this song. song before. Okay, but I want to set it up because uh, on a previous episode, we watched a clip of Lou Reed and David Sanborn on the show Night Music. <laughs> yes. This is also a clip from Night Music. I didn't know that. I thought this was going to be the video. It's not the regular oh, music that. video. This is Ladies Love Cool James. Yep. Better known as LL Cool J. Yep. Or Todd. Todd, yep. Uh, doing Big Old Butt, yep. which is a wildly offensive song. Great song. But it's all tongue in cheek. Yep. And that it was of its time. Yes. Yep. Uh, interestingly, he's clearly lip syncing to the studio cut on this performance. On night music? That's so funny that he's... I, I don't know why so, exactly. He doesn't need to. That's interesting. I wanted to watch night music because we've talked about night music. It's a great show. Yes. And because I just like LL Cool J being introduced by David Sanborn. It's very random. Yeah. Very random. I've never seen this. And also I know that this is like my parents' favorite show of all time. And they probably saw this. And we're like, like, we fast forward through <laughs> this. Yeah. Okay, we don't know who this guy is. And yeah. And also, like, the whole introduction is basically, like, LL Cool J saying, like, uh, hey, white NBC audience, <laughs> I apologize for what you're about to hear. <laughs> like, it's all like, it's just a joke, you know. Just so you know, folks. I don't mean it, because yeah. this song is rude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, look at David Samward. Looking cool. Uh, I'm here, I'm here talking with LL Cool J. Uh, LL, LL is what, like 18 here? He's already the no, biggest he star. Was, this is his third album. Yeah. So he he might be 19. That's right, because he came out when he was like 16 with which radio. Which was like 85. Yeah. yeah. He had radio, then he had Bigger and Deffer, which had on bad. Mm-hmm. This is from Walks Like a Panther, which right. is 89. So yeah, he might be 19. 1920. Yeah, okay. 1920. So still well, he, just, really he looks young. like a baby. Yeah, he's still really young. 
been uh, performing rap music since you were like nine years old. Like, yeah. I mean, how, who were your early influences? Who well, I liked uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and the Treacherous Three. These were the earlier rap groups, the person you're rapping wax tapes and stuff like that. It's so funny because even he seems a little nervous. Yeah, I mean he's he's young, but as opposed to the LL, you know, a couple of years later, where you know, it's an unusual show for him to be doing. Yeah, yeah, it, it is an unusual show. I wonder how they're like, hey, just do this show, and and because of the format of the show is like they'd have a, a few like really disparate artists perform, and yeah. then they'd all perform together. I didn't check to see. Oh, interesting if that happened. Yeah, because remember when we watched that Walk That's in the Wild right. side, like Harry Connick Jr. Paul was Schaefer performing. Was there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I wonder what else this episode yeah. has in it. Yeah. Uh, you want to introduce your your DJ? Yep. This is Cup Creator. And, uh, All right. Cup Creator. Cup Creator. Right. Cup Creator. Some golf platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, yes. Yeah, Cup Creator. Oh, we love Cup Creator. <laughs> no, what it is is... Every song I do, including this song, I, I look at it from a narrative point of view. You know, <laughs> there I'm it just is. being humorous. I'm third, not, third person. I'm not third person. Okay. Strictly. I'm it's not, not really me. It's a character oh, that I'm doing. It's a character I do, folks. Oh, yeah. You're going to like the song. Well, just don't. That light here is L. Cool J doing Big Old Butt. How did David Sanborn just saying the words Big Old Butt? Which reminds me of the funniest thing, I've, in my opinion, that ever happened on Saturday Night Live. Was just Patrick Stewart introducing Salt and Pepper, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Salt and Pepper. Just the perfect diction and enunciation. Yes. But he sees that it's P E P A, so he says Pepper. Yes, He's, he knows it. That makes me laugh more than any sketch <laughs> they ever did. So I just want to hear David Sanborn say "big old butt" again. And also, just since we'll probably talk over it a bit, this song is LL Cool J has a girlfriend. Yep. He meets another girl with a bigger butt, yep. dumps his current girlfriend for the girl with the bigger butt, yes. and that happens in every verse. Yes. He finds another new girl with a bigger butt. The character of the song finds it, not the LL. Yes, I'm sorry, not yes. LL. Yeah. Whoever the unnamed <laughs> Third pro protagonist? protagonist? Anti, let's say anti-hero. Anti-hero is yeah. better. Anti-hero is better. He doesn't give a fuck. And in the end, like, there's no consequences at the end. No. There's no final verse where it's like, I learned my lesson. <laughs> I got back with my original girl. No. I love her for her and not for her booty. Like, there's none of no, that. She worked at Red Lobster, yes. but I didn't remember is the lesson. <laughs> That's what he ever comes out of it. Yeah. So it's really offensive, but it is just pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. I, I'm fascinated that he's going to lip sync this. And he's got his It's great because they're like they're dance they're just dancing on the road. They're almost like models. Yeah, they're not really dancing, they're just sort of wiggling. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. This uh, this is off like this is off that walk like a panther. Yeah. Which the, the summer this came out, I was working at a record store. Everyone bought this. Yeah. So many people came in and bought this album. Walk like a panther. And I think for for Big Obama. Another big hit called I'm the Type of Guy, which uh, this is a way better song. This is post I Need Love, though. Post I Need Love, post Where? I'm Bad. Well, my point is just that this oh, yeah. fucking song totally erases yes. I Need Love. Yes. <laughs> it totally erases I Need Love. Which is like the first rap ballad. Yes, it is. And I don't like that song at all. I'm not a fan. But I mean, two, I think two years later after this, he came back with I'm going to knock you out. Oh, yeah, that was like the big. Don't, I was going to say it was a big comeback, but I'm not supposed to call it that. 
because <laughs> he's been here for years. But yeah, that album is insane. It is one of the best rap albums ever. I just want to back it up because we were talking over it. I want to make sure the list, the listeners can hear the chorus. Oh, okay, yes. Well, we'll go after the chorus. That's it. That's it. That's all the explanation this breakup requires. But Tina got a big old butt, so I'm leaving you. Don't you feel in some sense that, hey, I appreciate the honesty. Uh, He's not trying to say, hey, it's not you, it's me. It's, hey, listen, I like big butts. <laughs> it sounds like a real male rationalization. <laughs> Am I trying to mansplain this? Yeah. Listen, I like you. <laughs> but Tina's got a bigger butt than you. If you had the bigger butt, I would be with you, but you don't. I don't think you get the out of being honest. <laughs> Fine. I tried to sell it. It didn't work. Like a big game, huh? Oh, it's also, I don't remember because we missed the beginning of the verse. One of the verses where he finds another new girl with a big old butt starts out like, oh, I went to hang out at the high school. Oh, it does To it? pick up a girl. Yeah. And like he picks up an underage. Like okay. literally it's about like, yeah, I go to the high school to hang out and scope chicks. Yeah. I'm 20. I'm yeah. going back to high school yeah. to pick up these. I can't defend. So it's gross. Yeah. This song is fucking gross, dude. The character is the character, yeah. I didn't say LL. Okay. I just said he. Okay, I'm just making sure for the our unnamed anti-hero protest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the verse. Yeah. Not, he's like grooming her. It's yeah. gross. He's a fucking pedophile. Yeah. Those young boys yeah. ain't nothing. That's a rough one. Yeah. Okay. Because Brenda got a big butt. See, Brent, Tina. Remember yeah. how I said I liked you? Remember in the last chorus when oh. Tina had a big old butt? Well, Tina. Tina's a little bit bigger. Too bad you called me cheating, but Brenda got a big old butt. I just realized, too, that he's lip syncing, which means that the cut creator's not doing anything. Right, right, right. He's it's just all there. Show. Yeah, he's just hanging there. This is the best lyric. I went to the I mean, <laughs> these dancers are so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, this is all. Yeah. Oh, what a fucking ass anti hero. The thing is, though, even though this character <laughs> is such a fucking contemptible asshole, LL Cool J has the most charisma. Oh, yeah. 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 You see, you kind of go, oh, it's just being a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really, I mean, this could not be a more disgusting song, and he's yeah. still pretty likable. Yeah. He is. The character's not LL no. Cool J. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for this. I pulled up a 10 on the DOT. Once you walked out the door, I threw my tongue down her throat. Pushed her back aside. I threw my tongue down, down her throat. throat. Pushed her back aside. Yeah. This yeah. is not a good song for, <laughs> for these days. So I like he had to open it with the, like, 
pre-apology. Yeah, he's like, guys, it's funny. With this I love that line. It's fucked up, but it's it's a great, really good. It's a great butt. That's a great butt. I mean, it's despicable, but it's a great butt. Yeah. He 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 knows how to tell the story. This is not only the end of the song. Like that was the last verse. Yeah. Lisa's the last girl he ends up with. It ends yep. with Lisa got a big old butt, so I'm leaving you. Plus, he's doing this thing in the final chorus where he keeps going, "See ya!" Yeah. We're like, like really obnoxious, really rubbing it in, yeah. and being a dick yeah. about it. Fuck you, I'm out of here. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Lisa got a big old butt, so I'm leaving you. So now he's not the thing, which is funny. It's like what? I'm sure everyone in the audience is like, big old butt. It's one of those things where it's like lyrically it's disgusting, but it's so catchy you sing along. It's it's a good good song. It's a good good song. Thanks for that, Lauren Michaels and David Sanborn. <laughs> Thanks, David Sanborn. All right. Uh, the next video is your last pick. Yes. Uh, who is it? Queen Latifah featuring yes. Moni Love. Ladies first. This song A palate cleanser from what we just saw. <laughs> yes. Yes. I didn't even really intend it that no, way. No, but it worked great. This is the like first feminist rap. Yes. Probably. Probably, yeah. Is this, is this Latifah's first single? This is Latifah's first album. First album. Off, off of her first album. There was another single. Uh, I can't remember what her other single was off of this album. But this might be the first or second single. Yeah. It's definitely the first or the second. I just can't remember which. Queen Latifah's fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, nobody can deny that. Yep. Moni Love is like the star of this one. Underrated. Yeah. She wrote uh, for a lot of rap artists. Yeah. And then she had, she had a brief... Uh, period where she had her own success with the song Moni in the Middle which is a great song Yeah, but uh, she's British mm-hmm. and she was part of even Queen Latifah people forget that she, and we'll get into it here with our last video she was part of uh, that whole Native Tongues movement Yeah, so she was part, She was with De La Soul she was with Trap Rollers Trap, with the Jungle yeah. Brothers you know and Moni Love and uh, yeah I mean she was great it's so funny to think now that she's this actress and yeah she's more successful she's more actress. successful yeah. now but at the time she was just amazing yeah she was just so strong and powerful and she could rap great she was just cool like some of the previous artists on this list she had a bigger hit later in the early 90s that is my major memory of her uh, not Latifah's had it up to here. No. Uh, U-N-I-T-Y. Oh, U-N-I-T-Y. That's yeah, right. Yeah, off yeah. of Black Rain. Yeah. That's the first time I remember being aware of Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Also great. This That's is great better. Song. Yeah. That's the bigger hit, I think. But this That is, is a bigger hit. Because this has a really hooky chorus. Yes. And yeah. Let's just get into it. And you'll recognize some people from the self-destruction video. And right away, it's like all these pictures of yeah. black revolutionary women like Here's what you're in for. Yeah. With this video. Like MC Light, I think, precedes her. Salt and Pepper precedes her. But she's the first with this, like, feminist angle to be. Yeah, yeah. And she's really also of that time where it was that, you know, that, you know, 
pro African American movement. Yeah, had those medallions mm-hmm. and everything like that. And yeah. she was right at the centerpiece of it. Also, funny enough, uh, keeping in uh, theme with what we're talking about, she had backup dancers as well. That was yeah. part of the whole package. That was part of it. It was you part had of to it. have them. She, I mean, it must have been for like one or two albums, and then it didn't become a thing, and they got rid of them. Yeah, but everyone had backup dancers. <laughs> She's, she's fucking she's so cool like Steve Harvey has always sort of seemed like the same age yeah movie. exactly like she seems she's probably in her early 20s here but seems like she could be in her 30s yeah I think she's my age now but she's just oh yeah. my god it's so great to hear this I'm like oh you should rap again <laughs> yeah 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 there's Moni Moni's great she also she can sing too. she has a couple songs where she sings and she's great I mean I'm gonna say it uh, I love this song because it gives a great but yeah Moni Moni is better Moni's better yeah. 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 Moni's great so and this fucking that's Miss Melody yeah Moni sort of looks like uh, who does she remind me of I don't know. I'll just wait till she comes on screen again. See if I can catch her too. Because she's so she's so strong, and yet she's not trying to act like a guy. Yeah, great. Yeah, she's a strong woman, and it's and, it's, and that was new in hip hop. Yeah, yeah. And she's not trying to be uh, Latrem. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a little different from yeah. the <laughs> a little bit more So I still like the trim. I was just, I love this. Yeah, that hook is great. Who said that the ladies couldn't make it? You must be blind. If you don't believe what he's saying, I think this is actually the single was remixed because this single is slightly different on the album. It's not as good. Yeah. This is the better version? This is the better version. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that annoys me about hip hop, especially where like yeah, album versions are always are not always different, but are often different from the single. Yeah, they used to piss me off because you buy the album and you're like, ah, oh, I got the single on it, and, and you're like, not what you wanted, and then you go buy the cassette single. Yeah. I get you. Uh, his flow is so cool. I mean, at this like old-fashioned now, you know what I mean? Like the rapping is, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's of its time. It's of its time. Yeah. Uh, but it's still super cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like, Doc Effects was such a big deal where they would just do, like, so good. Yeah. Uh, I love Doc Effects. Like, you know, rapping was still pretty straightforward yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I remember. Ladies first. Ladies first. Ladies first. Ladies first. 
but yeah, it's, this is like right around that, you know, positivity, yeah, crap. Which is again, I'll go back to saying that that's why I love this era. It's so different from any other. There's so many different types of rap in this four-year time frame. Yeah, I mean, like we have, we do not have in this episode NWA. No, I think Straight Outta Compton came out in '88. It did come out in '88, but it just doesn't fit with the rest of the stuff because, yeah. like, it it created and codified gangster rap. Yes, but gangster rap didn't really take off until the '90s, like yeah. after this era. Yeah, like it yeah. skipped a couple years, and then the Chronic came out. Yeah, and then it was just and then it really like G was a thing. Yeah, and then gangster rap, like yeah. hip hop, was gangster rap yeah. for a few years. Yeah, I mean, it was like you had NWA, and then you had. Uh, when Cube left uh, with America's Most Wanted, which right. is a gangster album, but then there wasn't that much because there's it was almost like only the NWA could do it. Yeah, no one else could do it. Yeah, I didn't want to put NWA in this episode because it feels like that deserves its own episode. Yeah, well, it got its own movie too. Well, yeah, <laughs> which is a- well, not even not necessarily NWA alone, but just gangster rap. Yeah, like we could do a gangster. Yeah, episode. At yeah, one point. but the the last video that I chose is sort of is like. The opposite of gangster rap? Yes. Because we've talked about this positivity thing and Native yeah. Tongues. And De La Soul were the kings of Oh, them. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they got labeled with, like, they're the hippie rappers thing. Trust me, I went to school in New Hampshire. And uh, no one liked rap but me in New Hampshire. But yeah. everyone loved like De, De La, La Soul. Soul. Sort of a similar thing with a, a tribe called Quest. Yeah, exactly. But they that, were they yeah. were closely tied with De La Soul. They were a little harder, a little harder. But yeah, those they were all part of the Native Tongues, Jungle yeah. Brothers, Queen Latifah, and De La Soul abandoned their whole like Daisy thing right with their second album. With De La, De La Soul is dead, which is a great, which is album. awesome. I love that album. Yeah, but yeah. this is from their first album, Three Feet High and Rising, which is like really like peace oriented and yep. The Daisy Age, the yeah, sound. It oh, is yeah. like they say lyrically on the album, they deny being hippies. Yes. Uh, what's the line from uh, Me, Myself, and I about like you call us hippies? That's pure uh, plug bull. Yeah, because like yeah. yeah. they're plug one and plug two. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're not going to hear Me, Myself, and I. We're going to hear I Know. I Know is great. You know why I chose this, right? No. Well, you'll get it. Okay. You'll get it when we watch it. But this is my favorite track. Okay. Of, uh, trying to think of Also, that. Prince Paul produced. Yes. Prince Paul. Which, and it's also like with Prince Paul producing and sampling, like there's a kind of sampling they did that was groundbreaking on this. Yes. Um, just like lots of weird little samples. Put to, Prince Paul was great for that. Yes. So there's a few different samples on here. Um, yeah. It's that we'll, we'll, we'll encounter. But this is a really great this is like um a few years later arrested development would become a big yeah band. yeah this is like arrested development but less shitty yeah it wasn't as big as arrested developments they're fine yeah. i'm not trying to shit on them but they're not as good they're not as this good. is like a similar sound yes and vibe and then a better. year later i don't know if you're a big fan i mean i love this band uh, diggable planets oh yeah man. in college so i played that first diggable planets album uh, all the time and they had a great second on blowout comb and i was like they're yeah. great and then i think they're just like we're done they're back together they got Are back they? together uh, like last year and they toured holy shit. fuck yeah. really uh but they're that's kind of that they're that's it's almost like a a, a, a thread of like De La Soul, Arrested Development. Yeah, they specifically like 
were one of those jazz rap bands where all yeah. the samples are from jazz yeah. albums. Yeah, there was like they were like a poetry slam. Yeah. But I love them so much. Well, let's get into this last yes. video for I Know, which is on their first album. Oh god. I have not heard the song in a while, to be honest with you. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of Also the rare love song rap. Yes. But also just how they dressed. And, you know, they didn't yeah. dress like they're not flashy. Yeah. He's he's got nerdy glasses yes. yep. and just sort of everyday clothes. Yeah. Mind when I close your apartments before the sun. But play your point because this a one man sport. Who's better for this than plug one? Don't have to worry about me squashing other deals because they've got the whistle from Shock of the Bay by Old Spreading. I'm still trying to figure out why you specifically don't get it. And not because of all my earthly treasures are regardless to the fact that I'm possibly but because Oh yeah, that's right. They sample Peg in this. That's right, I forgot. Peg is the hook. Peg is the hook. I forgot about that. I really forgot about this song. And I don't know what jazz record this little sample is. I do, I just can't remember, yeah. The way Prince Paul would piece together these yeah. samples is so Prince Paul is gravely underrated. Yeah. He needs to be mentioned more. I mean, we mentioned because he was in Sets of Sonic, but as a producer with these guys. It's funny, I always like, because this was out when I was in college, and it was like, guys who like fish, like Dale Osso. Yeah, yeah. The big difference is Dale Osso rules and fish fucking sucks. Yeah, fish can eat it. So like guys I know that were really different. Like, oh yeah, Kirk Dela's great. I was like, yeah. 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 Like smoking weed has always been a part of hip hop. Yeah. But this is like it's hippie rap. Oh yeah. It's, it's accessible yeah. to that subculture. Yes, of exactly. Pot smokers. Yeah. And they're still around. I mean they have oh, a yeah. lot of fucking albums. Yeah. They're still great. Yeah. And they are like they are still main checked all the time. Like, yeah, huge influences on yeah. everybody. Oh yeah. But this is just one of those great chill out. Yeah. Now it's yeah. time to let this rhyme style get somewhat poured in the mouth. Hold my hand. Plug ones. Yeah. Plug ones. Good man. I want to go find that shirt. <laughs> and like just go to a thrift store and buy that shirt and just wear the fuck out of it. Oh, yeah, sorry, Otis Wesley. Yeah. I mean, also, especially with this first album, there's so much involved, not only the production and the, and the, and the lyrics, but just their persona. Yeah, you know, there, there's a plug one, there's a plug two, and just everything about it. There's like a mythology to it. Yeah. That wasn't their names. They were like Pazdemir's, Trigoy, and... Uh, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. But then like Plug 1 and Plug 2 were these other... Yeah. Personas. Yeah, there's a whole like narrative and mythology to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was a great way That's to good, close man. it out. Yeah. With a little peaceful De La Soul. <laughs> Paul, I feel young again. It means from the soul. <laughs> from the soul. Yeah. Well, that does it for this episode of Music Raygun. Thank you for listening and thanks to the listeners who have written reviews for us on Apple Podcasts. 
which is one of the best ways to support the show. So if you haven't given us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, please do. It helps a lot. We have two ratings. One of them is Eileen. I don't know if you've actually looked at our reviews. No, I've not. Yay, yeah, Eileen. Eileen, our, uh, someone else we used to work with. Oh, that's great. Uh, we only have two reviews, people. So. Let's get three, guys. Get, yeah, somebody give us a third review, yeah. please. Come on. Do us a favor. Yeah. Or, or leave a comment about this episode for us or for our other listeners on our website, which is musicraygun.com. You can also find us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Music Raygun. And uh, we, by the time this episode is available, we will have Instagram up. Yeah. At Music Raygun Podcast. Someone got Music Raygun on Instagram. Bastards. I'll find them. <laughs> uh, or send us an email to musicraygun at gmail.com. Because we'd love to hear from you. Yes. We really would. We really, really would. Really Getting emails fun. It's good time. Yes. Uh, I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Until next time. Bye. See ya. See ya.